The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Today, it's 11 Pipers Piping. With all of the other gifts, this is getting to be an expensive Christmas. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, January 4th, 2024, the 11th day of Christmas. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle 2, and Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. She was a true daughter of the American Revolution, born in 1774, just two years before the Declaration of Independence. By birth and marriage, She was linked to the first families of New York. She enjoyed the fruits of high society. She was reared a staunch Episcopalian and learned the value of prayer, scripture, and nightly examination of conscience. At 19, Elizabeth was the belle of New York. She married a handsome, wealthy businessman, William McGee Seton. They had five children before his business failed and he died of tuberculosis. At 30, Elizabeth was widowed and penniless with five small children to support. While in Italy with her dying husband, there were three basic points which led her to become a Catholic. Belief in the real presence, devotion to the Blessed Mother, and the conviction that the Catholic Church led back to the Apostles and to Christ. Many of her family and friends rejected her when she became a Catholic in 1805. To support her children, she opened a school in Baltimore Her group followed the lines of a religious community. The thousand or more letters of Mother Seton reveal the development of her spiritual life from ordinary goodness to heroic sanctity. She died in 1821 and became the first American-born citizen to be beatified and then canonized. And if you can find a copy, an excellent made-for-TV movie from 1980 starred Kate Mulgrew as Mother Seton, along with John Forsyth and Lauren Green. It's called A Time for Miracles. Believe me, they don't make TV movies like that anymore. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. God, you know the desires of our hearts for authentic peace, justice, and love. I offer you my prayers, thoughts, words, actions, joys, and sufferings today, together with Jesus, who continues to offer himself to us in the Eucharist, who continues to reveal himself to us in the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized, the unborn, the most vulnerable in our world. May your Holy Spirit be my guide and strength today so that I may be a witness to your love, your justice, and your peace and to the sanctity of each human life. Together with Mary, our mother, sister, and friend, she who carried the Savior in her womb with all the communion of saints and with all of us who offer ourselves to you for the good of others today, we pray, amen. And we pray with Pope Francis that the Holy Spirit may help us to recognize the gift of different charisms within the Christian community and to discover the richness of different traditions and rituals in the Catholic Church. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here. 
that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon for my sins and for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, we take this moment to pause in the middle of our day, maybe the beginning, maybe the end, to, as someone said to me once, to waste time with you. What a lovely description of our prayer. That we're not here to pray because we want to tick it off our day list, or we want to quantify what we get from this time of prayer. Jesus, we're here simply because we want to be with you, simply because we want to waste these 10 minutes with you, in your company, with no agenda. This is a lovely way to intend our prayer. Sometimes it's important to intend. What am I intending when I click play on a meditation, or what am I intending when I pick up my rosary beads, or what am I intending when I go to Mass? Well, Jesus, our deepest intention must be, I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you, my Lord, who came at Christmas to be with me. Maybe you've had time like I have to uh, sit or kneel before the crib this Christmas. And it amazes us when we realize the only reason this crib exists, the only reason we remember Christmas, is because you came out of love for me. You came to this earth to be with me. So we too, we want to give you this time, donate this time to you. And we look to the gospel today, and it's the first encounter of the disciples of John the Baptist with Jesus. The John the Baptist looks, he's there with his friends, with his disciples, Andrew is one of them, and he says, look, there is the Lamb of God. And Andrew follows Jesus. He goes up to Jesus and says, Rabbi, where do you live? And Jesus turns to him and says, come and see. Step inside this, this life that's attracted you. Step inside life with me, you say to him. And St. John, the gospel writer, records, because it must have been so etched on the mind and the memory of, of Andrew, the other disciples of John, the time of day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, he says, the tenth hour. They remember the time. Just like, you know, there's those questions, where were you when such and such happened? You know, where were you when JFK died? That was that's a popular one. Well, I didn't I wasn't alive, <laughs> so I don't remember where I was. But other things, you know, where were you when such and such a team lifted the trophy, or where were you when this happened, this historical event? And certain events, they're just etched without us even needing to decide to remember the moment. They're just there. This moment for Andrew, for the other disciples of John, is the moment they encountered Jesus. They encounter you, my Lord, for the first time. I wonder when it was that you and I remember encountering the real person of Jesus for the first time or for a significant time or a moment that comes to mind where we think, where, where is it that I've known Jesus? Where is it that he's not just been someone that someone has told me about. He's not just been someone I've read about. He's not just been someone I've prayed to. He has been real for me. What comes to mind for you when, when I say that, when we pray through these things together? Jesus, thank you that you're our friend. You're our Lord, you're our master, yes, and you're our friend too. 
thank you that there are moments in our life where we have known you personally, where we've experienced the love you give us. We've experienced the change that you make in our lives by knowing you, by coming close to you, by praying with you, by worshipping you. Thank you that you've called me. You've called me to follow you in this life. We thank as well today John the Baptist. Yeah, John the Baptist, this kind of... Um, it's like if this were a theatre production, it would be like John the Baptist exits stage left. So John the Baptist is in the centre stage, and he says, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Andrew then takes centre stage and runs to Jesus. Maybe Jesus is on the side of the stage at this point. And then this conversation takes place between Andrew and Andrew and Jesus, and Jesus says, Come and see. Maybe they exit stage right. And we look, we look back to where John the Baptist is, and he's already gone. He's already left the stage. We didn't even see him leave. He just kind of slipped out because his role is complete. The role of John the Baptist is complete. He's led those who followed him for a while to the Lord, to his Lord. And nothing gives him greater joy than to let go of his friends into the hands of Jesus. Maybe this can be just something for our prayer today. What about our friends? What about our friends? Who comes to mind when we use that word friend? Maybe a best friend, maybe a group of friends, maybe friends we used to have, maybe friends we'd love to have. People in our lives we think, oh, I'd love to be friends with them. Who are my friends? And if it's the case that we're living authentically, consciously, intentionally, if we're living a way that's on purpose lived for Jesus, it's probably true that our friends will find that attractive. There'll be something about our witness to the gospel that our friends will find attractive, just like John the Baptist. Those disciples of John weren't put off by his kind of unusual diet, <laughs> his unusual clothing that we hear about in the gospel. He, you know, he, he wears um, just a, you know, very, very, very minimal clothing, very basic clothing. He eats locusts and wild honey a leather girdle around his waist, you know, these kind of signs of kind of wild character. They're not put off by that because they see in John someone who knows Jesus, someone who's pointing to Jesus, and there's something attractive about that. So if you and I are trying to live our lives for Jesus, we can expect that people will like that. There's something attractive about that. It should make us more joyful. It should make us more loving. It should make us more patient should make us kinder, should make us more interested in, in other people. And so it's kind of natural that they're going to be attracted to that, some of our friends. Some of our friends might not be. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll leave us to it because they think, this guy, this girl has become too religious for me. I, you know, I'm off. Okay, well, that's sad. It's sad, but, but if we're living for Jesus, actually people who want the truth, who want Jesus too, they'll be attracted to that. But it's really important for us as as let's use the word leaders, as leaders sometimes in those friendships, as John the Baptists. Sometimes we play the role of John the Baptist. We must remember this is about leading my friend to Jesus. It's not about leading my friend to me. It's not about me forming them and me um, uh, them becoming an image of me. No, it's not, that's not the point. That's not the point at all. But I pray for my friends to come closer to Jesus. And when that time comes, I'm happy for that to happen. I'm happy to see them grow closer to Jesus and, 
and maybe not need me so much in that part of their life because now they know him personally. Now it's for them to go and you know, share it with their friends, share Jesus with their friends. So John the Baptist can be a great patron for us in this. Just two brief anecdotes come to mind. I remember there was a time when I was at university and had a good friend and this good friend of mine really liked a girl that we both knew and um, he and I spent a lot of time together <laughs> in those days where he was really wanting to go out with this girl and uh, we lived together, he and I, in the same house at university. And then the time came when they started dating. <laughs> we never saw him again. <laughs> we never saw him for the rest of the year. He'd uh, leave early, he'd come back late. <laughs> when he baked, he baked for his girlfriend now, not for us. <laughs> it's like we'd lost a friend. But how could that not make me happy? Because this guy, they're now happily married. They have a number of children together. Praise God. You know, praise God that that was authentic love and it was for the friendship I had with him, to allow to be big enough for that relationship with his now wife to take place. And it's natural that that should be a more important relationship for him. And yet we're still good friends. Of course we're still good friends. We need friendship. Friendship needs to support the call of someone to come closer to Jesus. I mean, that's what we believe about marriage, is that marriage is my friend and his wife's vocation to come closer to Jesus. So it hurts a little bit when we, when we have to let go something of, of our attachment to our friends. But when we know it's for Jesus, well, it then asks that we have to rejoice in that. And then just a final image is of Pedro. Maybe you're familiar with Pedro already. Pedro was a, a young man, a member of Opus Dei, living in England, in Manchester. And he had loads of friends. He was such an attractive young man. He died just a few years ago at the age of... 21, of cancer, very painful cancer diagnosis, and yet died a holy death. Now we believe, we hope, we pray, praying for us from heaven. But he had so many friends who found him attractive, an attractive witness to Jesus Christ. And yet Pedro wasn't the one that they were called to lay down their lives for. It was Jesus. And so Pedro, I'm sure, had to have moments where he realized, my friends are are. are are really wanting Jesus, may I lead them to him by the way I live. So this is our prayer for our friends. This is our prayer that we pray they come closer to Jesus by knowing us. John, may the John the Baptist pray for us. May Our Lady pray for us at the beginning of this new year with our resolutions. And may our desire for ourselves first and for our friends be that we take steps closer to Jesus in this new year. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's a whole lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus just waiting for you at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin the liturgical day in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. She's sometimes called the mother of the Catholic school system in the United States. Today is the memorial of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. 
Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed. How good is the Lord! Eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. The word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord, purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make him their refuge. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock but our God? the God who girds me with strength and makes the path safe before me. My feet you made swift as the deer's. You have made me stand firm on the height. You have trained my hands for battle and my arms to bend the heavy bow. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. You gave me your saving shield. You upheld me, trained me with care. You gave me freedom for my steps. My feet have never slipped. I pursued and overtook my foes, never turning back till they were slain. I smote them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You girded me with strength for battle. You made my enemies fall beneath me. You made my foes take flight. Those who hated me I destroyed. They cried, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but in vain. I crushed them fine as dust before the wind, trod them down like dirt in the street. You saved me from the feuds of the people and put me at the head of the nation. People unknown to me served me. When they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreign nations came to me cringing. Foreign nations faded away. They came trembling out of their stronghold. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praise be the God who saves me, the God who gives me redress and subdues people under me. You saved me from my furious foes. You set me above my assailants. You saved me from violent men, so I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing a psalm to your name. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed, for David and his sons forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. May May the the living God, my my Savior, be praised forever. The thoughts of my heart are always before you, O Lord. You You are are my my help and my Redeemer. A reading from the letter to the Colossians. Pray perseveringly, be attentive to prayer, and pray in a spirit of thanksgiving. Pray for us too, that God may provide us with an opening to proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am a prisoner. Pray that I may speak it clearly as I must. Be prudent in dealing with outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your speech be always gracious and in good taste, and strive to respond properly to all who address you. Tychicus, our dear brother, our faithful minister and fellow slave in the Lord, will give you all the news about me. I am sending him to you for this purpose and to comfort your hearts. With him is Onzimus, our dear and faithful brother, who is one of you. They will tell you all that has happened here. Aristarchus, who is a prisoner along with me, sends you greetings. So does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, make him welcome. Jesus, known also as Justice, sends greetings. These are the only circumcised ones among those who are working with me for the kingdom of God. They have been a great comfort to me. Epiphus, who is one of you, sends greetings. He is a servant of Christ Jesus who is always pleading earnestly in prayer that you will stand firm, that you will be perfect and have full conviction about whatever pertains to God's will. I can certainly testify how solicitous he is for you 
and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Luke, our dear physician, sends you greetings. So does Demas. Give our best wishes to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nymphus and the assembly that meets at his house. Once this letter has been read to you, see that it is read in the assembly of the Laodiceans as well, and that you yourselves read the letter that is coming from Laodicea. To Archippus say, Take care to discharge the ministry you have received in the Lord. This greeting is from Paul. In my own hand, remember my chains. Grace be with you. The word of the Lord. Let us pray for one another that God may give us an opportunity to, to proclaim, proclaim the, the mystery, mystery of, of Christ. Christ. May the Lord open our lips that we may declare God's praises. To, to proclaim, proclaim the, the mystery, mystery of, of Christ. Christ. The second reading is from a conference to her spiritual daughters. I will tell you what is my own great help. I once read or heard that an interior life means but the continuation of our Savior's life in us. That the great object of all his mysteries is to merit for us the grace of his interior life and communicate it to us, it being the end of his mission to lead us into the sweet land of promise, a life of constant union with himself. And what was the first rule of our dear Savior's life? You know it was to do his Father's will. Well, then, the first end I propose in our daily work is to do the will of God. Secondly, to do it in the manner he wills. And thirdly, to do it because it is his will. I know what his will is by those who direct me. Whatever they bid me do, if it is ever so small in itself, is the will of God for me. Then do it in the manner he wills it, not sowing an old thing as if it were new, or a new thing as if it were old, not fretting because the oven is too hot, or in a fuss because it is too cold. You understand? Not flying and driving because you are hurried, not creeping like a snail because no one pushes you. Our dear Savior was never in extremes. The third object is to do his will because God wills it. That is, to be ready to quit at any moment and to do anything else to which you may be called. You think it very hard to lead a life of such restraint unless you keep your eye of faith always open. Perseverance is a great grace. To go on gaining and advancing every day, we must be resolute and bear and suffer as our blessed forerunners did. Which of them gained heaven without a struggle? What are our real trials? By what name shall we call them? One cuts herself out a cross of pride, another, one of causeless discontent, another, one of restless impatience or peevish fretfulness. But is the whole any better than children's play if looked at with the common eye of faith? Yet we know certainly that our God calls us to a holy life, 
that he gives us every grace, every abundant grace. And though we are so weak of ourselves, this grace is able to carry us through every obstacle and difficulty. But we lack courage to keep a continual watch over nature. And therefore, year after year, with our thousand graces, multiplied resolutions, and fair promises, we run around in a circle of misery and imperfections. After a long time in the service of God, we come nearly to the point from whence we set out, and perhaps with even less ardor for penance and mortification than when we began our consecration to Him. You are now in your first set out. Be above the vain fears of nature and efforts of your enemy. You are children of eternity. Your immortal crown awaits you, and the best of fathers waits there to reward your duty and love. You may indeed sow here in tears, but you may be sure there to reap in joy. The time is growing short, so we must rejoice as though we were not rejoicing. We must work in the world, yet without becoming immersed in it. For For the the world world as we we know know it is is passing away. We have not adopted the spirit of the world. For For the the world world as as we we know it is is passing away. Let us pray. O God, who crowned with the gift of true faith, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton's burning zeal to find you, grant by her intercession an example that we may always seek you with diligent love and find you in daily service with sincere faith. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Jesus meets the first two of those who are to be among the twelve apostles in today's gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, two of the disciples of John the Baptist follow Jesus, and Jesus gives one of them a new name from the first chapter of the Gospel of John. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked. Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following. What do you seek? Rabbi, where are you staying? Rabbi means teacher. Jesus answered them. Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon. We have found the Messiah. Messiah means Christ. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. Jesus looked at him. So you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas. Cephas means Peter. 
This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group Daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. One of the virtues which we are called to practice as followers of Christ is simplicity. And we have no better model than Jesus and his mother. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. The Messiah came to the temple in his mother's arms. No one would have paid much attention to the young couple who were taking a little child to present him to the Lord. The mothers had to wait for the priest at the east gate. Mary went there with the other women and waited for her turn when the priest would take her son in his arms. Joseph was by her side, ready to pay the ransom. The ceremony of Mary's purification and the ransom of the child from service to the temple was no different in appearance from what normally happened on those occasions. The whole of Mary's life is permeated with a deep simplicity. She always carries out her vocation as Mother of the Redeemer naturally. She appears in her cousin Elizabeth's home to help and look after her during those three months. She prepares the swaddling clothes and everything for her son. She lives for thirty years with Jesus, never tiring of looking at him, treating him with great love, but with complete simplicity. When she obtains his first miracle from her son in Cana, she does it so naturally that not even the bride and the groom realize what a wonderful event has taken place. She never makes a show of her special privileges. Mary, the most holy mother of God, passes unnoticed as just one more among the women of her town. Learn from her how to live with naturalness. Our Lady's simplicity and naturalness made her humanly very specially welcome and attractive. Jesus, her son, during the thirty years of his hidden life, is always the model of perfect simplicity. When he begins to preach the good news, he does not carry out a noisy, spectacular activity. Jesus is simplicity itself in his birth, in the presentation in the temple, or when he manifests his divinity through the miracles which God alone can work. Our Savior shuns all show and vainglory and false theatrical gestures. He makes himself accessible to all the incurably sick and the most abandoned who come to him trustingly to beg the remedy for their infirmities, to the apostles who ask him the meaning of the parables, to the little children who embrace him confidently. Simplicity is a sign of humility. It is radically opposed to anything else, artificial or deceitful. It is also a very necessary virtue for our dealings with God, for spiritual guidance, and for our daily life with those around us. Naturalness. Let your lives as Christian men, as Christian women, your salt and your light flow spontaneously without anything odd or absurd. Always carry with you our spirit of simplicity. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church once again in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy, for in you my soul has taken refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge, till the storms of destruction pass by. I call to God the Most High. To God, who has always been my help, may he send from heaven and save me, and shame those who assail me. May God send his truth and his love. My soul lies down among lions, who would devour the sons of men. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharpened sword. O God, arise above the heavens. 
May your glory shine on earth. They laid a snare for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but fell in it themselves. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. I will sing. I will sing your praise. Awake, my soul. Awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples. Among the nations I will praise you. For your love reaches to the heavens, and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. Be forever. Amen. Amen. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessing. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it on distant coasts and say, He who scattered Israel now gathers them together. He guards them as a shepherd his flock. The Lord shall ransom Jacob. He shall redeem him from the hand of his conqueror. Shouting, they shall mount the heights of Zion. They shall come streaming to the Lord's blessings, the grain, the wine and the oil, the sheep and the oxen. They themselves shall be like watered gardens. Never again shall they languish. Then the virgins shall make merry and dance, and young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console and gladden them after their sorrows. I will lavish choice portions upon the priests, and my people shall be filled with my blessings, says the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. My people, says, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The, the Lord, Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty, the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, the great king's city. God, in the midst of his citadels, has shown himself its stronghold. For the kings assembled together. Together they advanced. They saw. At once they were astounded. Dismayed, they fled in fear. A trembling seized them there, like the pangs of birth. By the east wind you have destroyed the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen, in the city of our God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God upholds forever. O God, we ponder your love within your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches to the ends of the earth. With justice your right hand is filled. 
Mount Zion rejoices. The people of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments. Walk through Zion. Walk all round it. Count the number of its towers. Review all its ramparts. Examine its castles, that you may tell the next generation that such is our God, our God forever and always. It is He who leads us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Father, the body of your risen Son is the temple not made by human hands and the defending wall of the new Jerusalem. May this holy city built of living stones shine with spiritual radiance and witness to your greatness in the sight of all nations. The Lord Lord is great and and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord will help her. His loving presence will be with her. The The Lord Lord will will help her. His His loving presence will be with her. He dwells in her. She will not falter. His His loving presence will be with her. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The The Lord will help her. His His loving presence will be with her. All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. 
All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. My brothers, with all the holy women, let us profess our faith in our Savior and call upon Him. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Lord Jesus, you forgave the sinful woman because she loved much. Forgive us who have sinned much. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, the holy women ministered to your needs during your journeys. Help us to follow your footsteps. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Lord Jesus, Master, Mary listened to your words while Martha served your needs. Help us to serve you with love and devotion. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you call everyone who does your will your brother, sister, and mother. Help us to do what is pleasing to you in word and action. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Let us conclude our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who crowned with the gift of true faith St. Elizabeth Ann Seton's burning zeal to find you, grant by her intercession an example that we may always seek you with diligent love and find you in daily service with sincere faith. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I have a great fondness for Elizabeth Ann Seton, as did my late wife, Mary. Mother Seton was the first American-born citizen to be beatified and canonized a saint. And I remember when it happened hearing Pope Paul VI on the radio. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on today. Patrick Conley after that with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.